Josie's bar. Uh, we're a bar, we have drinks and we have issues of Daredevil that we are slowly working ourselves, our, ourselves our way through. I yeah. thought you were just going to say we have issues. <laughs> and I was like, we have issues and we have issues of Daredevil. <laughs> we, uh, I'm, I'm Claire and that is uh, that voice is Vicky. Hey, Vicky. Yo, yo, yo. So out fam. of the uh, 600-ish issues of Daredevil, we're on issue four. <laughs> smashing it, mate. Smashing we're it. Smashing it. Nailing it, bruv. Nailing it, bruv. So we are Josie's Bar Podcast, uh, and as we are at the bar, um, we are having a drink. What are you drinking this week, Vicky? I am drinking a chamomile tea with a little hint of honey, because I'm an old lady and it's past eight o'clock. <laughs> well, I'm uh, the party animal of the podcast, obviously, because I was like, what can I drink uh, for this particular issue? So I thought I'd go purple themed. Because it's a very purple issue. So I'm drinking a grape soda. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So we I'm should like... uh, Maybe we should do that. We should like theme our drinks around the villain of the week. I don't know how we would theme it around the owl. <laughs> well, no, because his outfit was green. So, yeah, was I mean, green. we could drink some absinthe. <laughs> like <laughs> pepper- <laughs> peppermint tea. That's yeah, green. Peppermint tea would be green. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we get next week. We could drink something themed because I'll I'll tell you who the villain is uh, <gasps> when we get to the the end of this episode. Calm yourself. <laughs> so this week, this week we are discussing issue uh, volume one, issue number four, um, which is called Kilgrave, the Unbelievable Purple Man. The Unbelievable uh, Purple Man. The Unbelievable Purple Man. And this was published October the tenth, nineteen sixty four. Um with a sensational story by Stan Lee and the awe-inspiring art of Joe Orlando, the infallible inking of Vince Coletta and lots of lettering by S. Rosen. Oh, that's really sad. Like, lots, of lots of lettering. I know, oh. right? It's like, oh. Uh, there was a lot of lettering, to be fair, in this There was a lot issue. of lettering. Yeah. A lot. Uh, and the description of this issue is, Kilgrave, the unbelievable purple man, with the power of people's minds, is on a crime spree in New York City. Can the man without fear stop him? What if it was no, and this was just where the comics <laughs> ended? <laughs> well, and is it really a spree? Not really. Like, it's not really, is it? I mean, can you even see? Or they touch on this later in 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 the issue. It's like, is it really a crime if the people like did what they were asked? Well, we're getting into Jigsaw from the Saw movies territory here because he's like, I never actually killed anyone. I never actually killed anyone. I just suggested that, you know. Well, he didn't even suggest. He just asks very politely. Yeah. Whilst bending their will. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, if we compare Kilgrave's crime spree in this issue to um, Kilgrave's crime spree in Jessica Jones season one. I mean... To be fair, and and in this issue, like, he even points out quite a few times that he detests violence. Yes, exactly. Although I did really uh, really relate to him um, in the first couple of panels where he goes, I detest physical contact, don't touch me. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, <laughs> but he's yeah he's really adamant throughout the whole issue mm-hmm. that there's no you know like there's no violence there's no killing 
or anything. So he's quite a sedate villain to the point of managing to be really freaking creepy. Oh, he's... I mean, we, I think we, di- we discussed in our last um, episode, because we, we sort of hinted at this, this uh, villain appearing. He is, he is one of my favourite Daredevil villains, because I find him so creepy. And not so much in this issue. Like, this is... Like, he only becomes really dark and disturbing to me kind of later on in his, in his development as a character. Yeah. Um, when, he, when he appeared... I mean, really, when he appears in uh, Alias, the Jessica Jones comics, and then after that, when he reappeared in Daredevil, I think he's such a dark, really creepy, creepy like, character. Super. I mean, and it's it's kind of, I think, because I know what he's like further down the line, mm-hmm. um, I just, I found him in this issue just really, like, oh, it's going to sound awful, but almost like a little bit boring. Mm-hmm. Considering, no, I, totally, I totally agree. Cons- yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not boring, but on on the when you consider like what the last three issues we've had, um, like three villains who were pretty, you know, and and this dude just kind of walks into a bank and says, um, "I'll take all your hundred dollar notes, please," and that's it. Very, and it's kind I, of like I don't know how you can describe him as boring when the comic ex- itself describes Kilgrave as possibly the most offbeat, far-out, ding-dong, rootin'-tootin', crackerjack <laughs> supervillain you just ever did see. <laughs> well, I think they might have, like, built him up a little bit. In the, yeah. But, he's, but there, there is, you know, I'm not saying, like, you know, he is boring because there is definitely, like, this, like, really, like, deeply unsettling, mm-hmm. um, dark undertones to him. Yeah. in this issue um, and I don't know whether that's because I know what he becomes further down the line or whether mm. it's but he, he is he's boring but there is something really unsettling about him as well which is I think to, to me personally that makes him an awesome villain mm-hmm. yeah he's the potential is there in this issue that yeah. we know develops into a really like memorable creepy creepy like, villain super creepy and yeah. and yeah and it's and it kind of upsets me a little bit because purple is my favorite color <laughs> well we so. know because we painted you purple for uh, <laughs> comic-con which if uh, if anyone's listening and has not checked out our facebook page you should check out josie's bar and um, podcast at facebook because you will see photos of vicky and myself dressed as jessica jones and the purple man at comic-con yeah which was amazing it was a special time it was was a special special time time. yes (laughs) Yes. it was probably not a good idea for me to wear a full white costume and for you to be covered in purple paint because if we did any photos together i was just going to get purple handprints all over me well to be fair i did spray my myself down with like two whole bottles of uh um setting spray you did yes yes um, yes, so there was it, no no purple anywhere on me apart from my contact lenses I was wearing. And shout out to NYX Cosmetics for their um, matte setting spray because that shit did not come off. Mm-hmm. Even like it, I had you're, to. S- you're still purple now, right? I'm still purple now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was six years later. Six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> People wonder why you're still purple. Oops. Uh, so. 
like, what did you think of... So we talked a little bit about him, and we'll get into the story in a minute. What did you think of his outfit? Because we have... Um, we have tooted the last two villains' outfits. I am... I'm booting this one because I didn't actually understand what it was. I agree because... I'm not actually booting it. There's a, there's a costume I find worse. To me, this one I just find kind of dull. Um, and maybe it's because I prefer his look we get sort of later where he wears, like, just the purple suits, which they also used in, like, Jessica Jones. And he wears, like, the purple suit with the purple tie and shirt. And I just like that look. Whereas this, I agree. I'm like, is it a... I, like, what... what it, is it, it a jumpsuit? Is it a jumpsuit? I, is it a boiler suit? Is it a pony? Is it a, a, a turtle? Well, I don't know. Because the top of it looks like um, a doctor's tunic. Like yeah, the, like the, a mad scientist. Yeah, so I'll I tell you, the, the image it immediately conjured up mm. was Steve Martin in Little Shop Horrors. Yeah, it, yeah, it is, you're right. With, with, the, with the buttons on the shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was just, I didn't understand it. It was like a sort it's of... It's very uh, medical, and it, which doesn't make sense for the character, because he was a star. No. And it, it would have made, because in the, the flashbacks we see, um, in it, of where he got his powers, when he, he monologues... <laughs> <laughs> like a Bond villain, um, he's wearing like a, a a suit, and it would make more sense. Yeah. I, I just imagine him in like a almost like a Joker esque suit, like in that first Batman film. Yeah, where purple, exactly. You know? yeah. I just yeah, I didn't, I didn't quite. I just I didn't understand. <laughs> didn't understand. So I, I was like, I think, I think it was a jumpsuit. Mm. I think, but yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm going to toot that because You're gonna as boot much it or as. Toot it. Boot it, sorry, okay. not toot it. I've got a toot for later on. Um, okay. And I would also like to point out that in the first few pages, um, even though they, the people surrounding um, talk about how his skin is purple, it's blatantly not purple, he's blue. Yeah, he's blue. He looks like a Smurf. Yeah, he does. He looks like a Smurf with a purple wig and a purple jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah. And then his skin is purple later in the issue, and then it goes back to blue again. We get that very, very creepy close-up of him where he kind of he kind of looks like Eddie Munster because <laughs> he's got like the very pronounced widow's peak, yeah, and these eyebrows, and his ears kind of look a bit pointy, and he looks like Eddie Munster. It's very weird. He kind of it, there are certain parts where it looks like. Um, uh, the Green Goblin and um, yeah. and a werewolf have a child. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> very strange. I I agree. Like I'm I love this character, but he's not blowing me away in this issue. No, it's it's a. I think if I if I if this was the first time I was coming across this villain, yeah, uh, I'd feel a little bit. I'd feel quite a bit let down by the end of of the issue. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, well, talking about booting and tooting, I'm going to toot an outfit in one of the other early scenes, which um, we see our friend, Thirsty Karen. As we should Thirsty remember. Karen. And immediately in the first panel that Karen is in, we have established by now, Karen's a thirsty lady. She She's is, thirsty yeah. for some Matt Murdock. Oh. We've got Foggy. Foggy is thirsty for some Karen. Karen is thirsty for some Matt. Matt is thirsty for some Karen. Um, but will not do it because of of honour to his his friend Foggy. Yeah. 
so we have a proper love triangle here, like, and this the love triangle yeah. is fully established in this issue. Oh, very um, much but so. The first panel where we see the three of them. Karen is thirsty as hell because she's standing there thinking, Mr. Murdoch is so handsome, so capable. It's hard to believe he's blind. I know, and I, my, note oh, for, my note for that is in capital letters, Karen, please. Yeah, Karen, please, Karen. <laughs> I say please. that, I've been saying that a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These last couple oh, of We'll issues. say it a lot at the very last panel as well. We'll get to that later. Oh, because, yes. Um, but I love her outfit here. This is my it's... toot for the issue. It's oh. like an orange, orange kind of checkered, like skirt and and little little top combo. It's, and I think yeah. it's really cute. And she has a little orange bow in her hair and orange earrings. And then she has a little orange handbag later. I know. I, don't, I just don't like the pink coat she puts on top because I'm like, pink does not go with orange, Karen. No. It, it was the 60s, though. It was the 60s, yes. And and I also would like to give a shout out to Foggy's <laughs> pink suit with purple <laughs> waistcoat combo. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which I thought offset his red hair beautifully. Because Matt is always wearing black. He's always in like a black suit. Yeah, and, black and then Foggy suit is shirt. like, I'm going to wear. I'm going to wear whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shine like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. Um, yeah, it's great. I love it. What I didn't like, uh, I mean, this is, uh, I have some, we all know that I have some issues with uh, the whole writing of women. Oh, yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> How can you have issues with the last panel? <laughs> uh, don't, don't even, like, oh, I, yeah, I got very, very angry about <laughs> But when, we'll get uh, there. We'll get there. <laughs> but like at the beginning, where um, it, it, Karen decided, like, oh, I could come along with you to court mm-hmm. and and help you because you're blind and you can't do anything for yourself. And Matt's yeah. like, I'd love that little lady. Get your, <laughs> yeah. get your coat. I was like, oh no, he called her little lady. <laughs> get your coat in brackets. You've pulled, babe. Yes. It's just, yeah. Uh, I, I do not understand Kilgrave's plan here because Kilgrave goes and robs this bank by yeah. asking for the guy to give him the money, okay? And then he gets arrested, right? And he gets put in a cell and they're like, we're going to get you a lawyer. And he's like, I don't need a lawyer. And they're like, well, we're getting you a lawyer. They get him the lawyer. Matt goes and visits and he's like, hey, I'm your lawyer uh, with Karen. And he's like, oh, I don't need a lawyer. I'm going to leave this jail right now. And then he's like, God, come and let me out. Why did you even let them put you in there in the first place? Oh, no. Like when the police turned up to arrest you, why didn't you go, I'm not under arrest? And they'd be like, all right, on your way. Why did you even let them take you to the cell? I don't but understand. I think, I think that's the whole point, isn't it? Is that he's trying to prove, he's trying to prove like a point and about how powerful he is. So it's kind of, you know, if he'd, if he'd used his powers when the police tracked him down, um, after he'd taken the money from the bank, mm. um, it would have been, then he would have been off, wouldn't he? Yeah, but, I guess. But now he's kind of, you know, he's he's trying to prove a point, isn't he, I think? Yeah, yeah. I I guess. And I, I like as well, he's, he sees people outside and they're like, oh my God, it's the purple man. And he goes, I'm not the purple man, bearing in mind 
I know he's trying, he's like using his powers on them, but I just love him saying, I'm not the purple man, <laughs> when he's standing there being purple. Being purple. <laughs> he's the um, only purple person in New York. And, apart from, uh, apart, from oh, apart from the bay. Yeah. Um, and then, well, yeah, when they're standing outside with the crowds and everything, I, I just, I would like to point out my absolute favourite character of this entire issue. Okay. Um, I don't know if you can guess which one I'm talking about. The the really angry granny oh, dressed yeah. dressed all in purple with her purple umbrella. The one who's like about to so in like the opening, like the first page, it's like, Oh, these people are gonna attack Daredevil, why? You know, who knows yeah. what and she's there and she's, she's waving her umbrella at him. She is straight in there and then in yeah. the next panel she's screaming, Death to Daredevil <laughs> yeah. And it's like, Oh, she's so savage. I yeah. love her. She's my favourite character in the whole in the whole issue. Yeah, she's amazing. I, I angry, love angry well. purple granny. Yeah, she's waving her handbag around as well. Like. <laughs> yeah, in the second, like in the first, in the first panel that she's in, she's like got her umbrella raised in the air, like she's about to smash it over Daredevil's head. And then in the next panel, she's like swinging, <laughs> swinging her handbag around. Oh, she's awesome! You should you just let her people. take down the purple man. She could do it single-handedly. Uh, she should have been there in the uh, the battle at the end of Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> out of a portal comes the handbag granny <laughs> comes angry purple granny yeah. i would have i would have laid down my weapons to be honest <laughs> don't, you don't thanos would would just give up then and there <laughs> you do not fuck with an angry grandma exactly ever exactly uh now now vicky were you sad that we get our first major death in this issue <laughs> if if my note that says bye bye stupid hood cape backpack <laughs> i love um, that last week we were just ranting about how stupid this is and i was uh, just thinking well i know it doesn't last very long so basically someone grabs daredevil's little hood backpack thing that he made last issue and rips it and he's like, oh, well, it's too dangerous to keep my suit hidden in that hood. It's too easy for an enemy to grab to grab and slow me up. No, it's probably because you were running around on the rooftops, Daredevil, and every time it hit you in the back of the head. And Although, it looks what? dumb. Maybe, it or maybe, is... maybe he knew that in the future we would, we would uh, boot his outfit, his little <laughs> hood, and that's why he got rid of it. But what I don't understand is that one of the angry mob grabs his fucking stupid hood cape backpack thing. Yeah. And then you see like this, you know, what's left of it kind of flapping around behind Matt's head. Yeah. And then, but miraculously in like the next couple of panels, he's still got his entire suit yeah. outfit. I, I have no so clue how he, I don't. Yeah. How it's still in there. So yeah, that really, confused me <laughs> no no idea because you would think then that the reason they did they wrote someone grabbing it was that his suit would fall out and he'd be yeah. like oh crap i have to somehow sneak back into nelson and murdoch offices as daredevil because i have no change of clothes yeah but no there he is up on the rooftop as per usual yeah or in a stairwell or wherever it was yeah um, it's, uh, i think it's a stairwell yeah yeah, I just I didn't I didn't understand. It's, I very, it's very sad though. It's the first the first death. First death. Jack, Mur Jack Murdoch, obviously Jack Murdoch we lost, but um, <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, what is the death of Jack Murdoch compared to the death of Backpack Hood thing? We, we knew it. We knew it for such a short time. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I'd... this is when, so Matt returns, obviously, and this and mm. Foggy is so angry that Karen was taken. Livid, and, absolutely. And he, and he blames livid. Matt because he's like, I shouldn't have let you go with her, go with you, who's blind and can't handle himself with a dangerous criminal. <laughs> Even though like, I've known you for years and years and years, and I yeah, know I how know you're capable very you capable. are, exactly, exactly. So it's like you do sometimes in this be like they don't feel like they've known each other for years. It's very no, strange. yeah, it's, it's yeah. quite odd. It's um, quite. Odd. And this is when Matt realizes that Foggy loves loves Karen, and he's like, "Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Whatever shall I do? I can't ever let, make my feelings known." No, no, exactly. And it's where also we have one of my panels of interest because I really like this panel, which is Matt standing alone in the office. And it, he's in, alone in the office. There's his, his shadow on the wall and the room is completely purple. Yeah, that completely was cool. Purple. Like, I thought that was really cool. He's just surrounded by like, like you know, Kilgrave has just taken Karen and it's like it, this, this situation just surrounds him. I just thought it was a really... Yeah good use of just like one color yeah totally and and kind of the use in color that they then transposed into the tv show uh jessica yeah. jones as well i mean to be fair all of the defenders series like the use of lighting and all of those shows was just stunning oh and i, I rewatched the defenders series recently and i love the use of color in that like you have mm. like the use of lighting like you have scenes where jessica is being questioned at the police station and the whole room is is purple and blue, which is Jessica's colour theme. And then the door opens um, and the, you see the other side of the door as it opens and it's red and it's bright red and it's when Matt yeah. walks in. And it's just I like, just... and here we're introducing... De and they're literally introducing the colour scheme of Daredevil into the show. It's so good. Yeah, I just... And also, FYI, I love Jessica Jones. Like, I love her. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. Like, Jessica... Like, Kilgrave... Like... I mean, if, you, if you're interested in the character of Kilgrave, you have to read Alias, which Absolutely. is the original Jessica Jones run. I, I also love Kilgrave in the Mark Wade run, um, what they did with him. But, like, in, in Jessica Jones, he is he's so oh. horrific. Uh, and, like, and, oh, and just... It takes a lot to make my skin crawl. Yeah, yeah. But in that, in, in the Alias run... Like he genuinely made my skin crawl, yeah. Um, which is, to be honest with you, quite difficult to do in a comic, yeah. personally for me. But I did. I had to put it down a couple of times, yeah, because uh, it's just like, uh, yeah, just blah. Yeah, it's um, highly, highly, highly recommended for sure. And you get little yeah. cameos in. Um, there's like he he sort of is. It's worth reading the whole the whole run of Alias, which is four uh, four graphic novels. I think mostly uh, Kilgrave is in one of them, which I think, mm. I can't remember which one it is. Um, he's mostly in the the one graphic novel, but the whole thing is like definitely worth reading. It's Brian Michael Bendis, um, mm -hmm. who also worked on Daredevil, um, like you know much later as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's just fantastic, and like that that is prime creepy Kilgrave as like a yeah. proper villain it's like yeah. when um, 
and we'll get to it like much, much later when Frank Miller took the Kingpin, who was a Spider-Man villain who was just known for being like a big, a big fat guy. You know, he was basically the blob from the X-Men. And then he turned him into something much more insidious and intelligent and scary. Mm. And he's the one that did that to that character. And that's exactly what like Brian Michael Bendis did with Kilgrave. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and like no, no hero, like a hero is only as good as his, like their villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like Kilgrave's in the alias run up is up there for me with, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like top five villains. Definitely. Yeah. And and David Tennant was so good as him in the in the Jessica Jones TV series. Oh, because I, one of the reasons I love him in that Jessica Jones TV series as Kilgrave is he plays him almost. He's so psychopathic, and he has a complete lack of empathy. So much so that he often doesn't even pretend because he he like genuinely doesn't understand. Mm, so he's. He doesn't understand why what he's doing is wrong. And that doesn't excuse him because he's sadistic as well. Mm. But and, I, and I just love the way he plays him. It's, it's, it's hilarious it's, as well. And it is because it's so not David Tennant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is just, yeah, yeah. bless him. Yeah, he I did mean, a really good job. Yeah, and I mean, he was, he was very close to playing Hannibal in um, Brian Ooh. Fuller's Hannibal series. And then Matt Lucasen got the role, but like he, he, I mean, I just imagine after seeing him as Kilgrave, I imagine him as Hannibal. Uh, oh God, he would have been amazing as well. So anyway, talking anyway. about amazing things, I'm going to talk about something that's amazingly bad and it is my boot for this issue. Oh. Because Kilgrave decides to go to a gym to, uh, you know, mind control all these people to basically be his little servants. And we get, we meet this guy and his name is Punchy. And he is in this gym working out in a black unitard with teeny tiny little red pants on top. And I I... cannot deal with this outfit. (laughs) I know, I'm just not a fan, as we've established in our first episode, of teeny tiny little pants on men. And um, I, I know we're probably in the wrong business of podcasting about 60s comics. Because there will be a lot of teeny tiny pants. But I'm just like, punchy, punchy, my man. Why, why are you wearing these teeny tiny pants over your unitard? Why? Why? What is that? I, uh, I just... Uh, is are it, you is also this... wearing pants under the unitard? Is this a two pants... Is this a is it, situation? Is this a two pants scenario? Yes. What is um, happening, I just, my boy? But, uh, I, I, I don't... Uh, is, this, is this how people dressed in, like, boxing gyms in the 60s? Know. With the pants? Because every time someone is, like, working out yeah. so far in four issues, yeah. it, it's tiny pant time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, and there's other people in this panel that are wearing, like, there's another guy who's also wearing a unitard. Well, he's not wearing a unitard. He's wearing, like, a, a top that's tucked into tiny pants. But the, it's the fact that Punchy is wearing a full-body unitard and then tiny pants over the top. I just can't deal with it. Yeah, it was kind of... But that, there's other people who are just wearing tiny pants. It's and kind of, um, it's very strong man. Like, it is, but I, I, I just don't, I, I just, I don't like it. 
I don't, I don't like, like it, it punchy. I'm not having it. And apparently, poor punchy, or I guess lucky punchy, um, in some ways, because he is apparently too, uh, too slow to be controlled by Kilgrave. So he Kilgrave's like, hey, I'm going to control everyone, and Punchy's like, you're nuts. Who do you think you are? And then he's like, nobody tells me what to do. And then um, and then uh, Kilgrave gets everyone to beat Punchy up, and also in between panels. So Punchy says, you're nuts, who do you think you are? And then one panel later, he's somehow lost all his hair, which is kind of funny. Because in the first yeah. panel, he has hair, and then the second panel, he's bald. He's got no hair. Unless he only has hair at the front of his head. Because in oh, the first panel, maybe. we see him from the front, and then we see him from the back. So maybe he just has a weird little fringe, but no actual hair. Oh, that's that's weird. I don't like that. See, that's even worse. So I'm definitely booting Punchy. <laughs> Sorry, Punchy. I don't... Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. don't like it. Yeah, um, and then we get the glorious image of Kilgrave standing on the roof of this hotel that they've taken over with his arms in the air and Very going, uh, I, you know, basically going on about like I have done the impossible, blah blah, blah and it's like literally all you did was evict a floor of people in a hotel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's all you did. You told. Yeah the receptionist to tell them all to leave immediately that's yeah. what you did yeah that's it calm down like i don't quite understand it's like you know you've got the bar set really low for achievement he really does <laughs> luckily he raises it later you know and he, he he does some major shenanigans in many many issues time Shenanigans. shenanigans purple shenanigans <laughs> so this uh, this issue in cane watch our regular segment we need a little jingle for it cane watch cane watch <laughs> um where we document everything that matt's cane can do we have two to add this week we do have two to so add. far so far four issues in we have that matt's cane has a hinge it can straighten uh, it's non-conductive, it can cut leather, it contains a tape recorder, and now we can say that it also contains a chemically treated sheet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and... And can boomerang! be and used as a boomerang. <laughs> and, like, I'm trying to keep track because he, he talks about I can use my billy club as a boomerang. So I'm like... So at this point, is his billy club separate to his cane? But I don't think it is because then they describe it as his cane weapon. Because much yeah. later on, his billy club is separate from his cane. But I still think here it is his cane that he's using. It is because he, he folds it up, doesn't he? He's got his like sexy little leg holster, holster yeah. that he puts in. I love his leg holster. It is Me too. Sexy, I have to say. Yeah. yeah, I do. I, I do love, I love a leg holster. I'm oh, not going to lie. <laughs> So, yeah, so he, he boomerangs it. And then I like this scene that we get because um, Kilgrave basically makes Karen stand on the ledge to jump and they do the exact same thing in, um, in the Jessica Jones show with the character of Simpson, but also you mm. have Jessica standing on the ledge as well. Um, yeah. So it kind of it reminded me of that. Um, and we also find out about some more of Matt's uh, superpowers um, so we find out that um, he can identify someone within one city block by their heartbeat and, you know, sound of their voice mm. and everything. Um, he can sense north by the magnetic po- uh, pull of the pole. 
<laughs> and uh, and then it says in the issue he's like maybe the only man on earth that can sense north by the magnetic pull of the north pole and then the the editor chimes in and is like uh actually magneto can of the x-men so there yes <laughs> which I, I love i love the editors like meh, meh, meh. But I've I, I've had to make a note of that because you know that I have to make everything gay. Um, yeah. It says homo superior mutant oh, yeah. leader, and I'm like, great, great, nice, nice, homo superior magneto. Oh, magneto. <laughs> oh, and and also um, again with the hair tonic. Yeah, like Matt, it, Matt's thing with yeah, and I know, I know, I think I'm pretty sure that hair tonic was like a thing that gentlemen used in the Sorry. '60s. What would it be now instead of hair tonic? Their brand Twi- of links. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, body spray for the our American listeners. Yeah, um, I guess it would just be like hair gel, or you can identify them by the smell of their vape. Ugh. That man yeah. smoking, cr- vaping creme brulee. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, Chad. <laughs> yeah, Chad. <laughs> um, I, I do, in these couple of panels, I think is possibly like my panel of the week, Ooh. which is the, um, so Daredevil's Shadow. Oh, cast yeah, across the city. On, across the, like, the, the, the skyscrapers. I thought that was really cool. That's really cool, yeah. I do, I do I, like that panel. So I think I think that is definitely my uh, panel of the week. I mean, my it just panel of the week cool. is not going to be a surprise when we get to it. Because no, it's something I have talked about for many years. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I am... Um, I, th- I, I, will, I will read out my note about this when okay. we get there. Awesome. Um, but yeah. Uh, what did you think of his backstory, Kilgraves? Because oh, oh, I mean, he decides to monologue it to, to Daredevil before he shoots him, which is hilarious. Oh, what a surprise! He spilt a beaker of of it's always a freaking yes. like vat of some kind of toxic waste or a beaker of something. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this like toxic gas, like nerve. Is it a nerve agent or something? Yeah, it's a nerve it's- gas. It's a purple um, nerve gas. Purple nerve gas that he... You know, and what a shit spy. Yeah. So, like, so Terrible. He's, he's, on, he's on this mission to, 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 isn't it, to, like, capture the formula or the actual nerve agent. Yeah. Um, and he just walks, like, straight in and he's like, oh, damn, there's a guard <laughs> up there with a gun. Oh, and it's no. like, you just opened the door and walked in. You are a shit spy. You deserve to be covered in purple noxious gas because yeah. you're an idiot, yeah. basically. <laughs> so it, 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 yeah, he deserves he deserves to be dyed purple. <laughs> but it's always it's always a vat of something or a beaker yeah. of something or you know, I mean, at least Spider Man was original and got bitten by a spider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, a radioactive spider because it's always radiation or uh, yeah. gamma, like, mm-hmm. uh, gamma gosh, waves. <laughs> uh, I love that Daredevil gets Kilgrave to monologue, and then he goes, 
ha surprise bitch i recorded the whole thing and kilgrove's face is like oh yeah with with my with my actual tape recorder this time not my fake like bluffing with my tape recorder stuck in my billy club i actually have this tiny spy sized (laughs) -sized tape recorder so good so good i love it so much and then, like, Daredevil and, and Karen, like, run away. And then, um, like, all the press is there and all the people and everything. So they're going to have this big fight in front of all the crowds. Um, but instead, so so he basically, Kilgrave's like, everyone attack Daredevil. But Daredevil, he knows. He knows that's going to happen. So what does he do? I he just... releases his... Oh, God, I love it. This so is the most perfect moment in yeah. comic book history. This is one of my favourite things in Daredevil comics. There are like, like this is one of my most favourite panels. It's not even that amazing a panel, like the way it's drawn, but it's just the concept <laughs> of the way. Because like I just, I just think about the Jessica Jones TV series, in which the whole series they really didn't know how to defeat Kilgrave. It was like, yeah. how can we? We can't do this. They, they had him so many times almost, and then he escaped or. Yeah, it didn't happen. And I was like, you just need to throw a blanket over his head. A chemically treated treated shower curtain is all you need. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Get a shower curtain, dip it in some Dettol, I don't know. They don't actually tell you what it's treated with. It's just chemically treated. Yeah, it could be anything. And and it it was literally like putting a parrot to sleep. Yeah, they just throw it over him, and he he doesn't even fight because you it, all it does is subdue his powers. He could still throw it off of him, but no, it's, it's just, literally like like yeah, like putting a, a sheet over a birdcage, and then it just goes to sleep. He doesn't say, and he doesn't even like crumple to his knees or anything. He's just he's literally standing yeah, in like the middle a, of like a, a statue in the middle of the street, surrounded by a once angry mob mm-hmm. with. A shower curtain over his head. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And I just and my note for that is in 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 big like underlined bold letters. It's even better <laughs> than, than I had pictured because I talked about this moment for many years. Many years. Uh, and... I love. I mean, I don't own this issue. It's one of the few issues I don't own. I would love to own this issue just to have this moment immortalised forever. It is just... It's abs- I wrote in my notes, it's glorious. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is up there with uh, Steve confusing Matt with a confetti gun. One of my other favourite moments in, in Daredevil. The fact Which that Steve is... Rogers owns a... Con- Oh, I know he says it's like a ch- uh, like a chafe cannon. No, it's, a, conf- it's a confetti and a glitter a, gun. And, and you can absolutely guarantee that Tony made it for him. Oh, yeah. Because... Yeah, and he rents it out for uh, for weddings. Like when Tony, Reed and uh, Susan yeah. got married, you know, Steve Rogers was there firing the confetti. <laughs> like, Tony's just that extra. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, but I oh, just... Oh, yeah. But it, whole... it's just amazing that he defeats this villain by throwing a blanket over him. It is. It's like putting a parrot to sleep. It's beautiful. And I, I love it. I, it is. I, I have, yeah, it's it's perfection. And I laughed so hard that I think a little bit of wee came out. <laughs> Not going to lie. I, I, I kept um, thinking about this panel at work today. 
and just giggling to myself. <laughs> it's, it's it's something that yeah only uh, sort of golden era Marvel comics can can give us. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, wonderful. And, absolutely and everyone, wonderful. all this crowd is like fanboying over Daredevil, and we haven't seen that before in any of the issues. Mm-hmm. Everyone is like, oh my god, it's Daredevil! Quick, let's get his autograph. Oh, I want a photo of you, Daredevil. You're so cool. Now, do you think this is why Daredevil chooses to change his costume relatively soon so he can't be recognised by all his fans? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss the, uh, the plunging neckline. Well, no. I think uh, it's one more issue we have. Maybe two more issues. It might be two okay. more issues. I think it might be two. I can't remember. Yeah. We haven't got long with it, though. Yeah. Yeah. New, yeah, issue seven is when we get the new one. So we've got a few. Oh, okay. Got a couple more. Yeah. Um, so at the end of this issue, we have to talk about it because. Oh, um, I Matt, I went. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Matt decides not to reveal how he feels about Karen because he's now in love with Karen because he knows that Foggy's in love with her. And then we get this last panel and I. I think we should do a dramatic reading of this panel, Vicky. I don't know if you have it to hand. I do not what, have it to hand. It may be too says. angry and I don't want okay. to look at it. I, I will do a dramatic, a dramatic reading, okay? okay? Okay. This is me as Foggy, okay? There goes one of the greatest guys in the world. It sure is a pity he's blind. And I was already like... <laughs> and then Karen says, And yet, for some strange reason, I feel he sees more than any of us. I guess I'm just a silly female. <laughs> that's the sound of me hulking out because the (laughs) intersectional feminist inside me wants to claw off her own skin seriously because like up until that up until that last line when Mm. she says you know sometimes i think he sees more than we do it's like Mm. Actually, yeah, he does. That's actually pretty profound, Karen. Well done. Yeah, just leave it at that, Karen. Just leave it at that. But no, no. The all-male creators of this yeah. comic had to get in there. Oh, I guess I'm just a silly female. Yes. Like, I am literally building a time machine as we speak so I can go back in time <laughs> and bitch slap the fucker that came up with that line. Well, it would have been Stan Lee. Stan, I love you. Mm. God rest your soul, but mate. No, no, just no. I, just I'm, no. <laughs> I'm hurting under my bra. I'm so cross. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is. And like, I'm not the, wearing That is bra. the most sixties thing in this issue. Is just like I'm a silly female. Oh. Oh, I'm so angry. Mm. <laughs> I went from like the absolute euphoria. Of the chemically treated shower yes. curtain, yeah, to the to a real what up ending, the bone deep rage. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Vicky's origin story where she becomes She Hulk. Oh God, I wish big big rage mon- big purple rage monster. <laughs> I would, uh, I would, I would love to be Jen. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we need, I mean, oh, we need, I, when they do this She-Hulk TV series, I need her interacting with, they need to bring Matt Murdock into it. <gasps> oh I, my need God. it. I need it. I need so it. I need it like I need air. Seriously. 
I need She-Hulk and Matt, Matt Murdock just hanging out. Uh, just but ha- that, is, that is the issue, Vicky. It is the issue. Let's talk about some booting and some tooting. So, just to confirm, I'm going to toot Karen's little orange outfit, because I like it, before she puts on her pink coat, because I don't like that. Yeah. Um, and I am going to boot Punchy's unitard and tiny pants cop. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am also going to cheat Karen's outfit, Ooh. along with Foggy's pink and purple ensemble. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And I am going to boot the strange Steve Martin from Little Shop of Horrors... <laughs> Is it a jumpsuit? Is it a doctor's tunic? Kilgrave's outfit? Because I didn't understand it and I didn't like it. Yeah. See, his outfit for me, I was just kind of like, meh, you know. It didn't offend me as much as Punchy's little pants, little red pants. (laughs) I just, oh, there's the um, Josie's Bar ambiance in the background. Oh, yeah, Josie's Bar ambiance. We... We hire the police to drive past Josie's bar to give you guys some om- some actual Hell's Kitchen on. <laughs> so yeah, those are my toots and boots. I'm and, and I'm booting Kilgrave's outfit because I I don't understand what it is. <laughs> well, and my panel of the week is going to be, of course, Daredevil defeating Kilgrave by throwing a blanket over his head. Sorry, a chemically treated shower curtain. Yeah, chemically true. And I think that where is... Did, where did he get the chemicals to put on this sheet? Does he have a lab in his apartment? No, he's got a lab in the end of his billy club. Did you not know that? <laughs> wow. Reed Richards built him a tiny lab. Amazing. <laughs> and what is your panel of the week? Have I have I swayed you to, to choose the same one as me? I think you may have. <laughs> just because also we didn't mention that when he throws it over Kilgrave Kilgrave's reaction is what yeah and it's just it's like sleep sleepy nappy time now Kilgrave off you go so good yeah so good Oops. yeah so I, yeah I, liked, I think I like this issue but it's not as it's not as wacky as the last two so I, I like don't it know, because treated shower I know, I know. But I mean, did he go into space? No. Did, did he, he ride a horse? Did he jump did a he, horse over exactly. Manhattan traffic? No. You know. So I I liked it, but I like this issue. But um, I think it's because I have a lot of fondness for the villain. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, if it was the first time I met this villain, I'd be like me. You know. I think the last two issues were a lot more fun. Yeah, but I think it's only because we both know what he becomes further down yeah, the line. Yeah, what little creeper he's yeah. going to be later on. Yeah. Um, so do you want to know what we're going to cover in next issue? Am I going to have to guess the villain? Well, it kind of tells you in the title. Oh. <laughs> but I'll read it to you. You can guess all about him. Okay. Um, hopefully we're going to be joined by Elizabeth again, returning guest, which will be awesome. awesome. Um, next issue is issue number five, The Mysterious Masked Matador. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my God. I bet his outfit is stunning. I'm looking at it right now, and it is chef's is it, kiss. <laughs> or is it like, oh, my God, does he have, like, the hat and everything? I, I'm like, not going to spoil it for you. I'm so excited. There's going to be like, oh, I'm I'm really excited now. 
There's a lot of there's a lot of outfits in this issue. <gasps> yeah. Oh, it's, it's going to be a lots to toot and boot. Yes, there's yeah, there will be. There's the, I'm looking and there's quite a few outfits in here. Does he try? Exciting. Does he try to defeat um, Daredevil with uh, like a red cape? <laughs> <laughs> like, like well, a and yes, and then Daredevil steals that cape and makes it into his next costume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Comic <Matthew>. fact. Comic <laughs> fact. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's time at the bar. Once again. <gasps> ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. Um, also, uh, one of the things I was actually going to mention, I'll mention before we do time at the bar. So let's let's go back from time at the bar. Rewind. Uh, is it at the very end of the um, the the collection of Daredevil issues I have, which is Marvel Essential Daredevil uh, Volume One, which is the first twenty five issues in black and white. They actually have a model of uh, a, a drawing, a diagram of Daredevil's cane. Um, and everything that's inside it, but I'm not going to send it, like post it just yet because I want okay. us to discover everything that's inside it. But it does. I will. I will say it does confirm that there is, of course, a microphone as well in his cane, which there would have to be because there is a tape recorder. You would need a microphone. Well, unless he just, you know, wanted to listen to some jams. Maybe. Is there a headphone jack in the end? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he absolutely. Wants to, he, wants, he wants to listen to, I don't know, was it 1964? The Beatles are around then, weren't they? Yeah, he wants to listen yeah. to some Beatles as he flies through. I don't know what would have been the hot, hot band of New York in 1964. <laughs> Who knows? Tell, you tell us, read us. Yes. Hopefully she can tell us next, next episode. <laughs> and that is it. That really is time at the bar now. We're being bing, asked bing, to bing, leave. Bing, 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 bing. Otherwise, we'll be thrown through the window of Josie's bar. Yeah, there's yeah. worse ways to exit. Check us out on Facebook. We are um, waiting for our show to be added to iTunes. iTunes are still reviewing it, but we are on Stitcher. Um, or you can download directly at our website, and all the details are at the end of the episode. You can listen there. And follow us on Facebook, because there's lots of fun there. We have a Facebook, we have a Tumblr, we have an Instagram, which I haven't been updating much, but hopefully I will, and we have a Twitter. Vicky is, is much better at social media than I am, so... It's because I live there. <laughs> it's where I live. <laughs> it's where I live. She's the ghost of social media. <laughs> and with that, we are out skis. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via Josie's Bar at reactionary-sass.com, on facebook.com at Josie's Bar Podcast, at Instagram or Twitter at Josie's Bar, or on Tumblr at josiesbarpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also call the SAS line 321 710 4947. Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.